Hey, welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. It's the uh, podcast for Athabasca University students brought to you by the Athabasca University Students Union. We represent uh, students from coast to coast to coast and all around the world. I'm Duncan Watasik. I'm your governance and advocacy coordinator. Coordinator is my title? Yep. And I'm here with uh, Natasha Donahue, your vice president external, and MLA from Edmonton Northwest, David Egan. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, glad to be here. Anytime. Um, You're the new one here, David. So nevertheless, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? What did you do before you became an elected official? What are you going to do after you're an elected official? Well, um, I certainly intend to continue to be an elected (laughs) official. Um, I won my fourth term in the legislature in April 2019. And so I have been part of the legislature for as both opposition and uh, government Mm -hmm. since 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Previous to that, I was a teacher. Uh, I taught uh, school for about 20 years, uh, mostly with Edmonton Public Schools. And yeah, I grew up in the Edmonton area from Sherwood Park, actually, and uh, I'm still here. Excellent, excellent. And so right now you're an MLA. What party do you represent? Uh, I'm the um, official opposition uh, advanced education critic for the uh, Alberta New Democrats. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm curious. Um, what did you teach when you were a teacher? I taught mostly English and social studies, although I think I had a good seven years teaching junior high science, well, which, which I really enjoyed. It was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I taught uh, mostly high school, but that part of uh, junior high as well. And I have taught in different countries as well. I taught cool. for three years in Zimbabwe in Southeast Africa, and then I also taught for a year in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Awesome. I always assume that junior high is the worst part to teach because they're cute and fun in elementary, <laughs> and, and they're a little bit more studious often in high school. And by the time you hit to university, whether you're, you're 80 or 18, we're great. So Yeah, I mean, junior high is – everybody's – into junior high. I presume Duncan <laughs> is here a graduate of junior high as well. And um, it can be tough, but I, you know, when I think back on it now, and then um, during my visits to junior highs over the last four years as Minister yeah. of Education, I realized that, you know, number one, how enthusiastic uh, kids are at that age, and um, also uh, how much they are just children, right? So you, mm-hmm. once you sort of think about those two things together, then yeah, you've got lots of energy in the room, and it's a little bit unpredictable, but it's the stuff of life, right? If you're enthusiastic, it's infectious. And um, I really enjoy teaching junior high. Cool. Awesome. Did, did you go to university around here? Did you go to U yeah. of A? Yeah, I went to U of A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got my Bachelor of Education from the University of Alberta. It's awesome. What do, you, what do you most remember fondly from your university time? Well, you know, I think that I, I, I um, was studying to be a teacher, right? Uh, but I enjoyed just taking so many different classes, you mm. know, because education, uh, post-secondary education is a way to get a job, I suppose, but it's also a way to develop as a person and uh, as a community member and so forth. And so I really enjoyed um, the University of Alberta's uh, diversity of, of choices that you could make um, as part of an education degree. And I really liked uh, student teaching, actually. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. What about you, Natasha? What's your favorite part about university? Oh, I actually, this is kind of a cop-out, but I agree. Um, being able to, at Athabasca University, I'm taking a general science degree, and it's, it's yeah. pretty open. I have the ability to choose a lot of the classes I want to take. 
Um, it's pretty broad. It can take any science classes that fall under lab work, um, any options that fall in the humanities or applied studies or anything like that. So I've been able to kind of um, branch out into my sort of hobby interests, I guess I would say. <laughs> so I've done all my sciences, all of the required classes. Some of them I didn't really particularly want to do, but um, now I'm able to go into like sociology and psychology and take one or two courses in those subjects that really interest me and um, they're not necessarily built into my career in science, but I'm able to use them um, to look at the world as a whole and become mm. more well-rounded. So I really do appreciate that, um, especially at AU. I feel it's really flexible here. Mm. Speaking of your hobby interests, Natasha, what got you interested in politics? I've, I've only known Natasha for, for about a year, but I've discovered in that time she's really passionate about politics. What, what triggered it for you? I've actually always been pretty um, passionate about politics since I was a kid. I've um, listened to my parents arguing <laughs> around <laughs> election times growing up. Um, I was able to film a video this past um, spring with CPAC, the mm -hmm. cable public affairs channel um, in Canada here, and um, um, express this exact sentiment. And um, it's, it's so important to be involved and engaged in this system that helps us determine our future and the way we govern things and um, how we can supply equity to the whole population. And I've kind of carried that feeling um, as I've grown up in, and taken it with me wherever I go. So it's always been there, I would say. What about you, David? What, what spurred your interest in politics? Well, I think when I was teaching um, here at Evanston, just raising a young family and um, you know, realizing that a lot of my frustrations or fears um, were coming from the provincial government level, mm. either with class sizes or um, issues I had at my own school or then my own children going to school as well. And so I think that's kind of what spurred me from having an interest in politics to actually uh, participating as a, as a candidate. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I've always uh, taught this and it's important to remind ourselves that you don't avoid politics. Politics is by definition the human interaction that you have in your community. And so um, you don't avoid that, or if you choose to avoid that, that's a political decision too. <laughs> and um, it's, it's important to embrace it, quite frankly. It's a part of being a responsible uh, human being. Mm. So I'm curious, um, it, how would, would you, what, what advice would you give to an individual who's interested in running for a party, for example, um, in an election? And um, not only for my own self-interest, but um, anyone out there who might be thinking the same thing. Well, I, I guess it's important, um, again, a function of um, an honest discussion uh, around politics is to have that reflection within yourself, right? You can't just sort of uh, jump in without thinking about exactly what, um, you know, what it means to you and what uh, it means to your community as well. Um, this is a good time to think about being involved in politics because of course there's a an election on right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know so often people will um, complain about different issues that they have with themselves or their families but you know uh, without voting for, as a first step I think um, people um, you know are not confronting uh, honestly what 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 uh, is bothering them and then taking the next step to be active um, it's amazing how different political parties, they, you need, they need the um, support of individuals to exist, quite frankly, either through membership or 
activism, uh, volunteering, and so forth. And so making that contribution is not insignificant, and it really can make a difference. I mean, uh, look at me, right? I went from being a teacher to being the Minister of Education, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, through political involvement. Mm. One once you're elected, what is it that an MLA does, or for our friends in, in Ontario and Quebec, they go by different names, MPP and MNAs, but what do you do as an MLA, and what do you do as the critic for, for our, our uh, subject, advanced education? Um, good question, right? And so an MLA is a member of the Legislative Assembly, and so this province, Alberta, is divided into um, 87 constituencies, 87 geographic areas, each having a, uh, an individual representing those those areas and so you um, are if you're elected then you are taking the concerns of the people in your geographic area to the legislature and um, you do that through um, you know mostly it's uh, people with that belong to a political party that are doing that so you're working through the structure the enhanced uh, um, reach and uh, capacity that a political party affords you and so yeah we have here in Alberta uh, 87 constituencies and each of them have at least one office. Uh, mine is in Northwest Edmonton, obviously. <laughs> and um, if people, my constituents, come to you know deal with a, a range of issues that concern them. The services that are provided by the provincial government—that's education, healthcare, social services, uh, infrastructure, um, the environment, agriculture, forestry, to a degree, energy. Um, the um, system that we use, uh, the Canadian Confederation affords a lot of power to the provincial level of government. Mm-hmm. And so so uh, we certainly have an influence on the quality of life of everybody who lives here in the province of Alberta. Hmm. And as critic, what is it that you do? What do you, obviously, we look to you to bring some of our issues to the floor of the legislature, but, yep. but what do you do? What, what does an average critic do other than sitting and wait in case the government falls and you're called on to be minister? Uh-huh. Well, um, yeah, I guess I suppose you do that, but um, there's lots of uh, work in between. Um, what I've been doing since April, um, when I uh, became the, the, the advanced education uh, critic for the official opposition, is um, getting to know the uh, post-secondary institutions we have here in the province of Alberta, mm-hmm. the 27 or 28 uh, uh, colleges and universities, and, and uh, meeting with each one. Uh, meeting with the students' unions as well mm-hmm. as the f- officials, the uh, Board of Governors and so forth, and uh, getting a look at the range of issues and challenges that post-secondary has here in the province and listening a lot, quite frankly, and um, looking for ways by which we can be constructively critical to improve the quality of post-secondary education here in the province of Alberta. So, yeah, I mean, it's been great so far. I've had mm-hmm. a wonderful time meeting with um, literally hundreds of people um, yeah. and uh, right across the province. I just came back from Lethbridge yesterday, and uh, each day I am edified and gratified <laughs> and uh, work hard to make sure that uh, our universities and colleges are working for the people of Alberta. Right. Natasha, how similar is that to you? You've been an elected official for a year and a half, <laughs> receiving the trust of your constituents. Is what David described pretty similar to your role? Do you feel... From my perspective, for both of you, it's it's lots of meetings and a lot of meeting people. What would you say, Natasha? Um, I would agree with that. I, I, I would say a lot of the work that I do is is meeting and discussing ideas and bringing forth concerns and, of course, the supporting evidence for the, those concerns. But I think probably where things overlap the most is um, advocacy and um, mm-hmm. in terms of community advocacy or individual advocacy. Um, it's listening to the people you represent 
and uh, making sure that those concerns are not going unheard and that you're bringing them to the table and that they are being uh, afforded the right level of consideration. David, have you ever taken a distance education course? Of course, everybody more or less <laughs> listening to my voice has done is doing their 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 undergraduate degree through through distance ed. What about you? No, I had no, I had no worries. Um, but I mean, I, I certainly see the value of it. Yeah, and uh, I know people in my family have, like my uh, partner certainly has, and it's nice. It's it's flexible, and I think it allows people to to uh, learn and to uh, take. Um, even a degree to, that will fit their circumstances, quite yeah. frankly, right? So that, you know, people that are raising family or living in an isolated area shouldn't be uh, excluded from uh, uh, achieving their goals and uh, continuing lifelong learning. Mm. You were talking earlier about um, going to the U of A. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you, and, and sorry, and specifically about branching onto your interests. So I was wondering if you had an overall favorite class that you took when you, when you t- took your degree. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a bit of a blur now, I confess. <laughs> um, but like I said, I, I really liked student teaching, and that was really, really great. And so you had that interaction between uh, practicing, hopefully, what will be your profession, and then going back to the university and, and talking about it as well. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, English literature, mm-hmm. right? It's created a lifelong uh, love of, um, of words and fiction mm-hmm. for me. I'm never without a book on the go, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know. It's 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 interesting as well to take other sorts of classes. I enjoyed um, some political science classes, mm-hmm. um, history, um, studying uh, classics as well, Greek mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, other classics. And so, yeah, I mean, I highly recommend uh, going to school. It's not uh, easy to do, but the best things in life are never easy to achieve. Exactly. As a teacher and a past student, do you have any study tips for our listeners? Anything that you mm-hmm. think a lot of people might have to learn the hard way, but fortunately, we have you here to enlighten <laughs> us. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, over time, I mean, I was a teacher for 20 years, too, yeah. so I could give out lots of gratuitous advice and <laughs> threats and uh, <laughs> cajoling whatever <laughs> students to, to study. But <clears throat> the, the most important thing, I think, is to have a regular pattern of behavior. I think mm-hmm. all of us as human beings uh, um, benefit and uh, prosper from uh, routine and uh, to set off a, a particular amount of time and focus uh, is, is really the best way to learn, right? We learn yeah. better in the morning as well, I find. Mm. You study things that you're interested in as much as you can. I mean, obviously, we can't be interested in everything all the time, but um, choose something that you're passionate about, and uh, it'll make studying go so much easier. Mm. I have to second that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a lot of what I've heard from our students. Um, when you're doing distance education, it comes with a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. but ev- whenever I talk to one of our our older students uh, who've been in their program for a while, they're always like, yeah, make sure you keep at your, your studies. Would you agree, Natasha, that like, oh, yeah. if you just let it go, it you get behind, whereas <laughs> if you keep on a good routine, even if there's no one there watching you? Yeah, I, I had an email from, an unsolicited email, I have to say, <laughs> from one of my tutors, um, and it was to all their students, and they said, um, taking a vacation does not mean vacating the course, and I have <laughs> to say, like, that really stuck with me, you know, it's okay to take maybe a week off, but um, you need to really get back to it, and I think it's self-discipline is the number one thing, especially when you're in a distance education program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very good advice. I mean, you want to keep it fresh in your mind as well. I mean, you kind of have to know yourself, right, to mm-hmm. learn properly. And one of those things is to 
make sure that you're keeping the knowledge relevant and you're using it interactively, mm-hmm. right? I mean, studying is not just memorizing, it's uh, mm-hmm. mastering that information and, and making it into, uh, into a useful thought. Yeah, adding it to your mental model of the world. I think that's, um, for me, the best way to learn because it never, it sticks and it never goes away. Nice. So even though the majority of our students aren't from Alberta, they, they are all attending an, an Alberta school. And, and post-secondary education has been in the news a lot here lately, uh, ever since the, the, the most recent election. What would you tell our students about what's going on in the political environment, especially around their post-secondary education, but just in general? Well, I, I think now more than ever, it's important to invest in post-secondary education mm. um, for our for our population. Um, here in uh, the province of Alberta, we have a very young population, and um, I know, as the former minister of education, that there's a very considerable uh, group of people moving through. Um, they're aged about maybe elementary, junior high right mm-hmm. now, but of course, within three years, they'll go to high school, and after that. We hope that they will take some post-secondary training. So now is the important uh, time to invest in expanding our post-secondary ed- education system to, to meet mm-hmm. the needs of our growing population. Um, also, here in Alberta, and I think probably right across Canada, um, we're looking for ways by which we can diversify our economy and uh, strengthen the um, dexterity by which uh, our population can work in a number of different areas and jobs. And so again, post-secondary is the key to a uh, strong knowledge-based economy. And I I think now more than ever is the time to invest. And so fortunately in the province of Alberta, um, we see um, some ominous signs about making Mm. cuts to our colleges and universities. And I can't think of a uh, more um, inappropriate way to, to move forward here as a province and as a country. We need to make sure that people um, have uh, training and skills to meet the changing demands of our uh, economy, but also to have the knowledge and skill to become and be good citizens, right? To, to be uh, understanding uh, of what the world is uh, developing around them and to make sure that the quality of life of all people is uh, at the very highest as well. I would suggest that a strong post-secondary education helps to improve the quality of a person's life not just their pocketbook but their sense of appreciation for the world in which they live yeah i totally agree with that um and you wouldn't know it until you get that education which is kind of irony i guess a little bit maybe well i suppose so but i mean we we, i mean humans are inherently curious Mm -hmm. right and are um i think given the right circumstances um inherently uh, optimistic about the future, right? It's part of uh, mm-hmm. being alive, quite frankly. And so you get a taste of understanding the larger processes that are around you, be them scientific or uh, political um, and so forth. And I, I guess it's it's like you want more, right? It's like mm-hmm. eating, uh, eating peanuts, right? You get a little taste and you want some more. Yep. And um, then the appreciation and the understanding of both yourself and the rest of the world and the other humans around you um, becomes obvious. Yeah, totally. Excellent. So a little bit lighter now, we're going to ask you five questions uh, that are more personal. Although that, that makes it sound creepy. I'm not trying to be creepy, everyone. <laughs> um, lighter, though, that's for sure, as opposed to can education change the world, we'll ask, what's your favorite movie? Well, you know, I, I don't see a lot of movies, but, um, you know, I, I like this. Uh, it was a bio- biography of Nelson Mandela that I saw a couple of years ago. And yeah. then I saw it again just on um, on. Uh, 
on my computer and it was just reminded me how inspired um, that individual's life was. And so it was a good mm-hmm. one. So today it's Mandela. All right. What's your favorite movie, Natasha? Mine is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> David, what's the coolest skill that you have? I would say playing music, you know, yeah. because, um, again, we we're talking about education here this afternoon today. But um, so the application of study and practice uh, that can be transformed into something beautiful. Right. I really, you know, I've, I've, I've been a musician for a long time and uh, it never fails me. I love playing music. What do you play? Uh, piano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool. What's your coolest skill, Natasha? Oh, boy. I, I didn't think I'd have to answer these questions. Now <laughs> Especially when you wrote them, yeah. <laughs> My coolest skill. Um, I've been told I'm a really good speaker. I'm not yeah. sure if that's true or not. I um, think you are. Well, thank you. <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty cool because um, the better you are at communicating, um, the better discourse we can have in the world. David, what's the one place you wish you could travel to? Unless you've already been everywhere, then just tell us your favorite spot. I've not been everywhere, okay. man. I guess I'm interested in going back to Africa. I, uh, yeah. Like I told you, that I taught my first uh, three years as a teacher in Zimbabwe. And so um, Africa is a tremendously large and diverse place. Um, and I, I would love to travel back to more places in Africa. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to travel, Natasha? Oh, I want to go everywhere. <laughs> I haven't had as much opportunity to travel internationally. I've been um, quite a bit around Canada, um, some in part to the uh, organizations I volunteered with and my travels uh, with them, but also with AUSU. Um, so I've been all over Canada. I've been all over the USA. Uh, I've been to Central America. I've been to New Zealand, and that is pretty much my, my list. Um, if I had to pick somewhere to go next... I'd probably go to Greece. Yeah? Yeah. I think so. I've never been, but I hear it's lovely. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you listen to, David? Pretty, you know, quite a lot of different yeah. genres. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, am, uh, I do play. I used to play in reggae bands, and so I, oh, I wow. listen to a lot of That's reggae cool. still. For sure. super cool. Um, I just can't stop, right? And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I listen to um, a fair bit of classical music now as well because I, I find it uh, just really... Um, it just really expands my, my, my musical mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Natasha, what do you listen to? What do I listen to? I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, mostly, I would say, like, indie rock is probably right now what I listen to the most. The thing that stuck with me through my whole life has been Broadway and yeah. musicals. Uh, I took I took voice, so I don't play an instrument, but um, I play the voice, I guess. Um, so I took pre-opera and... Um, I developed a, a love for, for opera and musicals, so cool. I still love it today. Last question. Do you have any pets? No. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. so sad. I did. I, I've always had cats and, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and a dog, but there's nothing going on in our pet land uh, in my house right now. I've got a plant. Plants, can, <laughs> Plants are awesome. I'm a plant parent myself. <laughs> Is that the only kind of pet you have, Natasha? I have a cat. Yeah. yeah and What's your cat's name? Celeste. Okay. Um, and she's sick. Otherwise, Aww. she's not. She's got like a vir- like a respiratory virus. Like she has a cold all the time. And I would have more cats, but I don't want to spread that to them. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you. Um, so that was AUSU Open Mic. Uh, have a great day, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.